All right. I, I don't know why we're, we're not, not booking a ticket as soon as this podcast is over. Put it on <laughs> in permanent marker in the 2019 calendar. We're not dry erasing that thing off. This is the final call for the extra pack of peanuts travel podcast, episode three forty three. The workforces of Colombia and India enjoy a leisurely eighteen days off per year, making them the two countries with the most public holidays in the world. Eighteen days a year, still not enough for me. The two best things about traveling for me are actually getting to the place and being able to experience the place that I'm going to. So the the actual act of traveling and being in that new place, always super fun. All of us love that about traveling, right? If we didn't, we wouldn't do it. But almost as fun or, or maybe even as fun for me is getting to dream about the places that I want to travel to. And we're going to reveal some of those places in today's 2019 travel wish list. The thing that I don't like about travel is the planning and logistics and having to worry about all that kind of stuff. And that's why one of the things that I love about when I'm getting to travel and and one of the things that gets taken off my plate every single time that I travel is having to worry about what luggage I'm going to bring. I know I am only bringing a carry-on backpack. I know that I only have one thing with me, so I don't have to worry about a bunch of different bags. And I also know that it's not going to get lost because I'm going to have it with me and I'm not going to check that bag. So for me, that peace of mind is absolutely huge by having a travel carry-on backpack. And the one that I bring all around the world with me, my Tortuga backpack, if you are looking for that same peace of mind, if you're saying, yeah, I just want to get out there and go, I want something that's a carry-on, I want it to be rugged, I want it to be durable, check it out. They have a bunch of different backpacks over there. You can get them at tortugabackpacks.com. And of course, you can use our promo code EPOP, that's E-P-O-P, all capital letters, that'll get you 10% off your entire order. And of course, if you're going to be traveling in just a carry-on, or actually, whether you're traveling in just a carry-on or not, you want to make sure that you have good, high-quality clothing with you. This is another thing that I don't like to have to worry about. I don't want to go to a country or go somewhere and realize that, hey, my clothing isn't cut out for this type of traveling that I'm going to be doing, which is why I'm so excited that Bluffworks continues to put out more awesome types of travel clothing. So you may have heard me talk about it. I have their chinos. I have them in all five colors. Those are the only pants that I ever wear. They also have a blazer. They also have a Meridian dress shirt. They have a pant, a suit pant that goes with their blazer if you need a full suit. They just came out with a vest, a quilted vest. And you can go and check all of that stuff out at bluffworks.com slash epop. They're running special sales throughout the end of December. Some of their stuff is 20% off. And if something is a non-sale item, if it's not 20% off, you can use the promo code EPOP to get 10% off that item. So check it out. It is the best travel clothing out there. And it is another thing that you don't have to worry about when you're getting ready to travel. You know, let me throw my Bluffworks in my bag, in my Tortuga, and I am ready to go. So check it out, bluffworks.com slash EPOP. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who I'm pretty sure is not upset in the least at this being the ending of an era, the last time we'll ever record a podcast on this here couch. Oh, I was wondering where you were going with that. It was ominous. <laughs> yeah. Yes, this is the last time we are recording from our living room couch. 
because we are getting a new couch. It's very exciting news. It's a little bit strange to start out a travel podcast by talking about furniture, but you know what? We'll go with it. Hey, we've recorded a lot of podcasts on this couch. We don't ever use our studio up in my office. We're usually like, let's just hang out on the couch, record a podcast. It's more comfortable. And someone's coming up, coming to pick it up today, and we'll be actually couchless for two weeks, which has given Heather a lot of uh, anxiety, I think. <laughs> but last podcast from this couch here and we've got a real fun one today because we are diving into our 2019 wish list so these are the places that are at the top of our list that we want to go to in 2019 and let's give everyone a little bit of backstory here we just spent the last hour putting together our list we thought we were ready because we were like all right let's go let's just top of the head you know this and that and then of course it's like wait 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 Wait, 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 well, wait, wait. I think that I should have a small defense here. We do this list every year for the past couple of years. And I didn't want to be redundant because some places are always on the list. And I wanted to find some new, fresh places for all of you listeners, just in case you've listened to every single one. Oh, and I'm not blaming you. I'm saying I did the exact same thing at some point, we just had to hit record and say, all right, let's go with it. So I there's took the so idea many places. of- Yeah, there is. There's so many places. And so I went with the idea, Heth, of, all right, what came to my head first? And I put them down. And then, of course, the wait, wait, wait usually came because we have this list of places. And then we're reordering them and reordering them. And the funny part about doing this podcast is if you asked us tomorrow, there might even be different places on the list and they might be reordered in different ways. But- Right now, at this exact moment, here's our 2019 wish list. As whenever we do any of these list episodes, I have absolutely no clue what is on Heather's list. And that's kind of fun. She spent a lot of time doing some research here the last hour. So I'm I'm very excited to see what you what you pulled out. Wow, you're putting the pressure on. Well, I, I hope I have some cool, interesting places. We each have nine. Yeah, we have nine. Do you have an honorable mention? I do have an honorable mention. And let me just preface this by saying that this honorable mention is not on my list, but only because it's been on my list every single year. Okay. And I don't, it doesn't mean I don't want to go here less than the other places. Okay. It's just so, a little, okay. Yeah, okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm sure you can guess what it is. I Go for it. It's New Zealand. Okay. We've been wanting to go to New Zealand, I don't know, for as long as I can remember. And for some reason, we just haven't gotten there yet. And it is a very long flight. And we were going to go this past year. We actually booked tickets, but then New Zealand canceled the tickets because it was Air like New a Zealand, mistake yep. fair and whatever. So we we ended up not going. Still on the wish list. Okay. So fair enough. And and to give a bit of backstory, if you follow us on social media, you you will have seen that for the first time ever, we planned out our 2019 on this huge calendar. We brought in our friend Auntie V. She came in. We organized everything for 2019: work, travel, all that kind of stuff. And my honorable mention is a place that we know that we're going to in 2019 because we've already booked tickets okay, and it's already on the calendar, which is a dry erase calendar. So subject to change. That's about as, uh, that's about as committal as I get, a dry erase calendar. But that is Colombia. Okay. And our plan is to go to Colombia in January and February of 2019. So the reason it was honorable mention was I know it's kind of coming up and I know we're going there. So for me... I'm like, all right, let's move on from that. I'm excited, really excited to go, but I already know I'm going there. That's why I made my wish list, okay. my honorable mention. So now that all being prefaced, we're into our nine. Each we have nine on our actual wish list. Wish list. Heather, start us off. My number nine is a place that we have never been to before. And my favorite places to go are usually beach-centric. I always want to go to some cool new island or some cool new beach. And I was just trying to kind of rack my brain as to find some places that we haven't been to that, of course, everywhere is touristed now, but are a little more off the beaten path, a little more obscure. So my number nine is Cyprus. Okay. You really <laughs> did. Uh, cool. You really, you're going to pull out some cool ones that I'm not... <laughs> aware so of at you all. always want to go to this area of the world and it's i mean it's not a i'm not sure if it's technically considered the middle east but it's very close to that area of the world and it's on the mediterranean which is one of my favorite general areas of the world i love going to the islands on the mediterranean 
So I just thought, hey, this looks cool. I looked up some pictures. They have beautiful cities. They have beautiful beaches. I'm sure the food is really delicious. You know, it's probably inspired by a lot of different countries because it is Cyprus is its own country. It's a small island country. But, you know, I'm sure that it has like Lebanese inspired sure. food and Italian. It, I it's just, at a crossroads of a lot of yes. interesting areas. And it kind of sits there right in the middle. And what's not to like about an island in the Mediterranean? Yes. For so, sure. So, I okay. mean, I really want to go there now after kind of doing some Cyprus. research. There and, we go. I mean, <laughs> maybe yeah. Maybe we can pop over to Turkey or somewhere else. I mean, we've been to Turkey before, but only for a few days. So yeah, just like, like a you, lot of interesting places in that area. Like you, my list has a little bit of a theme. As we get higher up my list, it has even more of a theme of this idea that I want to get to places that are a little less touristed, a little more hidden or remote. This isn't to say people aren't there, of course. And the other theme that emerged when I was making this list, places that I'm a, a bit afraid, and this isn't a fatalistic attitude. I'm not like, oh my gosh, this is going to change so quickly and for for the worse. But these places that I am a little afraid are going to change in the next five or 10 years. So I'm pushing a little harder to get there quicker. Sure. The, a little bit undiscovered. Now, that is to say, my number nine isn't anything like that. This place okay. has been discovered <laughs> and is super touristed. And it's a place we've even been. And there's only two places on my list that we've been before. This is one of them it's New Orleans. Oh, interesting. So we have our big trips planned out for the most part. Again, dry erase calendar. That's, as, again, as committal as we're getting here. But. We we have the Southwest Companion Pass. We can go anywhere in the U.S. by hopping a flight from Philly for free. And so when I was looking at our 2019, I thought, all right, these are cool trips that we have planned out. But, of course, I'm going to get restless in between. So let's think of some of these smaller places or easier trips that we can go to. And we kind of laid them, our trips out as one, twos, and threes. Ones are super easy. Don't really take much you know, thought, don't take much planning. Threes are obviously ones that are very difficult to get to. Maybe we haven't been to, they're far away. So a, a one, a trip that's a one. New Orleans. Very easy. Super easy. We can go for a couple days. Hey, I I'm love it. I'm down with that. I love New Orleans. It's warm in the in the winter or warmer in the winter than obviously being in the northeast of the US. So I'm definitely yeah. into I, that I, idea. I'm not sure you can ever go wrong with New Orleans. And it's very different from what we were used to up here in Philadelphia. So New Orleans, my number nine. Cool. My number eight, we've never been to it. It's been on my list every single year. It stays on the list because I love it, or at least I know I will love it, and that is Morocco. If you've been listening to this podcast over the years, you know that I've been wanting to go to Morocco pretty much as my number one place forever. And I think that we might be going there next year in 2019. It is potentially on the calendar. So Well, it's on the calendar. It's on the calendar. So we'll see what happens. But I have just always wanted to go there to visit all of the cool cities and go out in the desert and sleep under the stars and buy the beautiful Moroccan like wedding blankets and the I mean, just the craftsmanship that comes from that country and the design is so my aesthetic that I would just love to go there. And I've, and I've always thought that. Yeah. So and if you guys are interested in Morocco, we've got a podcast coming out a little later, you know, maybe in a month or two. It's already recorded, actually, um, with Lucas Peters, who wrote the guide, the Moon uh, Guidebook to Morocco. Uh, Moon is a guidebook company, and he gives a fantastic itinerary. He tells you exactly where to go. He lived there for a while. Um, made me want to go to Morocco again. Not that I ever stopped wanting yeah, to go. Yeah, but now you really yeah, want to go. When it's on Trav's radar, he definitely pushes for things and kind of it happens more because he really puts it into motion. We mentioned so. too that these lists are very fluid. Yes. And so a, a lot of what's on my list and we'll touch on these are ones that have just been brought to my mind recently by something I'm reading or, or an email or a friend mentioned it. So we'll get into those. But Morocco, yeah, it's that one, like New Zealand, kind of just sits on the list all the time as, all right, we really want to go here. And uh, hopefully 2019 is the year that we actually make it there. My number eight is also a very easy trip. So I, I bunch these together. Okay, sure. Because they're easy. They're not super exotic, but they're somewhere like New Orleans we've been to, but this one we haven't, but it's stateside. And that is Santa Fe, New Mexico. Okay. So I also have New Mexico on my list. It's All right. Just so a little higher up. Okay, just, cool. We'll touch on New Mexico. I, For my number eight, I just thought this is easy. And again, true. something I could... I, 
throw in as a as a travel at some point for a week or a weekend even. So I just said, all right, not as exotic as some of the other places. But yeah, I really, if we didn't get to Santa Fe in 2019, I'd be a little disappointed because we haven't been to New Mexico. Let's cross another state off. And it's beautiful, great beer, good food, just a whole nother part of the country that we have yet to really dive into. And that's the, the Southwest. Yeah. I mean, I will just talk about it now, I guess, because you're already talking about it. No, we'll get to it. it. We'll get to it on you your list. You basically said what I wanted we to say will, All right. It. Well, when we get to it, it'll be easier then. <laughs> What's your number seven? We'll keep my, this moving along. My number seven is also in the U.S. I have three places on my list that are in the U.S. It's not exactly easy, though. It's not an easy place to get to, at least not from Philadelphia. Hawaii? Hawaii. Yes. I just can't believe we haven't been there yet. It's this amazingly beautiful part of the world. It's our own country. And I mean, we couldn't really be further from Hawaii and Philadelphia unless maybe we were in Maine would maybe, I guess, technically be further. But a lot of people on the West Coast go to Hawaii because it's a pretty quick trip for them. Right. So for us, we could go just, nonstop yeah, I mean, from L- Los Angeles we, to San Francisco or something. Sure. And we say this a lot, but, you know, we could just pop over to Europe more quickly and easily than we can go to Hawaii. So we often do that, but that doesn't mean I don't want to go to Hawaii. And I just think it's very exotic. There's lots of different islands. I'm not sure which island I want to go to because people rave about all of them for different reasons. So I'm not really picky. Try them all. Yeah. Well, just, not all. Let's no. try the, the, the bigger no. ones. But I really want to get there. It's just a beautiful area. It's obviously tropical, which is my favorite type of vacation usually. So yeah, Hawaii. I have been getting a lot of emails into the Jetto email um, inbox. And it's been people saying, hey, when are you going to add deals from Hawaii? Well, surprise, if you're listening and you've downloaded Jetto, we are adding Honolulu. Uh, and we're looking to add a few other ones as well, like Maui. But every time I get them in there, people are like, yeah, it's a little hard for us to get deals. We know, you know, usually we have to fly to the mainland, but we live in Hawaii and uh, that's yeah, it. I mean, you but basically they li- live, you live in Hawaii. In so paradise, so. Every time I get those emails that come in, I think, oh man, I yeah, like <laughs> it just spurs that wanderlust of, we got to get to Hawaii. We got to mm-hmm. go see this for yeah. ourselves through our own eyes. So a place that we have been and seen with our own eyes, but I need to get back to because it's been a while. Okay. And this is the I second I can guess place. What it is. Go ahead. Is it Japan? It is Japan. Trap <laughs> <laughs> <Jeff laughs> has been reading this book about Japan. It's called Hokkaido Highway Blues, or they retitled it called Hitchhiking with Buddha by Will Ferguson. And it is awesome. He's First been- off, read the book. If you've been to Japan, it will make you feel like you are back in Japan, especially if you've lived in Japan. Like this guy, the author, Will, who I want to have on the podcast. So, uh, Will Ferguson, if you're listening, uh, hit me up. If not, I'll just hit you up. Uh, probably more likely that you're not listening. <laughs> and he lived in Japan for at least five years. And everything he talks about living there just brings up all this nostalgia and all these feelings. Like, like oh my gosh, this is so true. So, if you live there, read it. If you've traveled there, it'll it'll still hit you pretty hard with nostalgia. And if you haven't ever been there, it will make you want to go. So there's no one out there who should not read this book. But it just, it, we've been saying we want to go back to Japan since we left in 2012. I and can't believe it's been, been this, six years. Yeah, it's been six a long and a half time. years at this point. And it's a fascinating country. It is the country that is the most unique country I've ever been to. And by that, I mean, you know, you go to places and you say, hey, this country, co- for example, Georgia. Love the country of Georgia. Hey, Georgia kind of reminds me of a very rough around the edges Switzerland, you know? So like there's there's comparisons you can make. Oh, I'm in Thailand. It's kind of like Vietnam. Like everyone always makes comparisons. There has been nowhere that I've ever been that is anywhere close to what Japan is for better, for worse, for everything. So it is crazy unique. And I think for us, it would also serve that purpose of bringing back waves of nostalgia, trips down memory lane. I just, we need to get to Japan. We're kind of, this isn't even in dry erase yet because we don't have a 2020 calendar. But if we did, we're kind of thinking about going back there with some of our friends who lived in Japan with us, possibly for the Olympics. Although, Hath, I don't know. Does that, I mean, then it just adds a cool layer to it because we're there for Olympics, but also adds a lot of either cost and 
inconvenience and stuff like that. Well, who knows? But it'll definitely, I think, probably happen in 2020, which is really exciting because, you know, we lived in Japan for two years, but we didn't see the whole of Japan. And not that we'll see the whole of it when we go back, but we could probably go to a couple spots that we love and then maybe even go to a new place that we haven't been to before in Japan. And as a tourist, you can get the Japan Rail Pass, which is honestly one of the best deals out there. And we, we have two podcasts, if you're interested in Japan, one about teaching English in Japan and one about, a it's called our Japan Survival Guide. So like cheap ways to travel around Japan, because that's what we were doing when we were teachers there. So Japan, yeah, I... We're coming for you. The, bo- the bro- book brought back, that's a tongue twister, the book brought many, back. many memories and... I just can't wait to go yeah, back. Yeah, you've and, been talking about this book nonstop since you started reading it. And it was so. too late to put it on the gift guide. So yeah. it's like an addendum. Yeah. Hokkaido Highway Blues All or right. Hitchhiking good. with Buddha. My number six is a place that we have been to before more than once, but we haven't been to this particular part of the country. Okay, can I guess? Sure. Sicily in Italy? No. So it's in Croatia. Okay. And we are going to Croatia. We have booked tickets in 2019. We're going with Trav's parents. We got a sweet deal from the Jetto app with very cheap tickets. And we are planning to visit this part of Croatia. I hope. I think so. I, if it's Zagreb, then Nope, yes. it is not the, Zagreb. The <laughs> islands off of Split? It is Plitvice. Plitvice. I think that's okay. how you say it. Plitvice, yeah. Plitvice. Um, the lakes in Croatia. So the first time we went to Croatia, I remember going into, checking into our Airbnb, and we had just a wonderful host. We stayed in her apartment for three months. And, three weeks. Sorry, three weeks. And three months would have been awesome, too, but it was only three weeks. And I remember one of the first things she said that we should do is go to these lakes. And we didn't go to them. And then we went back to Croatia a second time and still didn't go to these lakes. And they're like one of the natural wonders of the world. And one of the the more famous places to go in Croatia that isn't the coast. Yeah, that isn't the coast. And, you know, it's a a national park. It's quite large. But there's 12, I think, lakes in the national park. And it's just a very unique geographical formation. I mean, there's like waterfalls. Uh, yeah, yeah, and just like the the little lakes. I mean, they're not huge lakes. They're small sized. And there's the colors around them and the flora and fauna that grows there is just something that we don't see in Pennsylvania. And I mean, maybe you could find something similar somewhere in the US, but not that I have ever heard of. So nice. anyway, number Could six, lakes. please be VGA Lakes. And I mean, of course, just creation in general, because it is my favorite country. I, it's just, I guess, a standing spot, has a standing spot on my wish list. All right. So there it is. And we are heading to Croatia in May, uh, end of April, beginning of May. And I put together a rough itinerary. Again, not committing to anything, but we only have 12 days. And my parents want to go over to Sarajevo and see my buddy Nick, um, which is going to be awesome as well. So it's going to be a bit VGA of a Lakes. fast trip. Yeah. Put VGA Lakes around there. And bonus we're flying into zagreb and we've never seen the city of zagreb i am excited for that too too. yeah so just you know croatia as a whole really cool my number six is oman um and this (laughs) again surprise kind of goes i think this was on your list last year it was either on last year or the year before and we didn't go back and check the list because i didn't want anything to sway my opinion again (laughs) it was like what's on my mind right now okay let me spend like 45 minutes rearranging the numberings and all that kind of stuff but Oman stays on my list if it was on last year or comes back if it, if it was two years ago because I really want to hit the Middle East as an area, an area, as you mentioned when you talked about Cyprus, Hat, that we haven't gotten to spend much time in. I got, I've been to Israel. That was the only time I even was in that general region other than Turkey. I know. And I kind of wanted to put Israel on my list um, because I've never been there and you talk so highly of it. But well, I, I, I mean, if we go to Oman, maybe we pop on <laughs> over. But I really want to hit and explore the Middle East. Thought I really, really want to go to Iran, but I know that that would probably be a no-go with you. So I'm like compromising here. Um, and Muscat's supposed to be a fantastic city. We have friends, Nate and Kara, who were in Oman. My buddy Nick has been to Oman and, and loves Muscat. So for me, this was, all right, where can I go in the Middle East that's centrally located that's going to give me a, an experience um, not that all Middle Eastern countries are the same, certainly not, but at least give me a general overview of what life is like. 
that's not super hard to get to that I can dip my toes in the water and then possibly explore more. And Oman hits that. Plus, like you said, it's got beaches and you can mm-hmm. swim. Yeah. So, I mean, again, why not head there? So Oman is my number six. Okay. My number five is New Mexico, uh, which you already touched on. And I just think New Mexico will feel like going to a completely different country because it is very different from a lot of the U.S. And it's, you know, desert and it has a lot of influence from other cultures and a lot of natives to our country. And I just think it's beautiful. It's very, you know, southwestern and again, has a very cool textiles and art and I guess apparently good beer and food, which... New Mexico, a rising star on the craft beer okay. scene. Okay, did not know that, but it makes me want to go there even more. <laughs> yeah. So, and I mean, I love that type of food that's like the Southwestern and Mexican-inspired type dishes. So I've just, I think it'd be a very cool place. I think it would be a very chill, relaxing trip. And again, with the Southwest Companion Pass, we can just kind of zip on over. It's number one, as you said, for ease. Yeah, with the Southwest Companion Pass, I didn't even think Southwest. And it never like was on top of my mind, Southwest and then the Southwest of the U.S. until you just said that. I, I have no idea why it's called Southwest Airlines. I don't think that's the reason. But you're right. The times that we've spent in the Southwest, which is primarily in Arizona. Yeah, and which was a week and a half. We week and a there. half. And we Not- spent... A fantastic couple of days in Sedona. I mean, that was a the trip that sticks in my mind as, as being one of my favorite in the last couple of years. And it's not difficult, but it is still exotic to what we're used to. And it's easy to get to. Yeah, the food's great. All right. I, I don't know why we're, we're not go- booking a ticket as soon as this podcast is over. Put it on <laughs> in permanent marker in the 2019 <laughs> calendar. We're not dry erasing that thing off. New Mexico, here we come. Sticking with the new vibes, my number five, New Zealand. As Heather mentioned at the top of the show, this feels like a good spot to put New Zealand because of a few reasons. One, we are planning on going here. It is in dry erase marker for the end of 2019, beginning of 2020. So, you know, December, January, February, uh, upcoming uh, in a year and a couple months from now, we are planning on going to New Zealand for a month, month and a half. So it it's not at the top of my list because, again, in my head, all right, we're already making inroads to go there. It's also been at the top of our list for number two. It's been at the top of our list for a while. So even if, if you did ask me, Trav, you could snap your fingers, you're going to be anywhere in the world right now, New Zealand would be very, very high. But because of those few reasons, I'm like, five seems like a good spot. Yeah, There's the things that seem you. a little more... Uh, yeah, as you mentioned, new. exotic or new. Yeah, just like and, new on our radar, really. Right, then New Zealand. But we're going to New Zealand. No one comes <laughs> back from New Zealand with a bad word to say. So again, this is this is happening. We've talked about it at length. But New Zealand for a month, month and a half, two months, camper van, come on. Yeah, come on. Let's go. My number four is, again, bringing it back to the U.S., but a very far removed part of the U.S. Alaska? Alaska. All right. You've hit Alaska, Hawaii, Mm -hmm. New Mexico. Yep. And those are my three for the U.S. And I believe I might have had Alaska on one of our travel wish lists. I I know I've mentioned it on one of the podcasts. I mean, there are 370 podcasts, so. I think it would be amazing to do an Alaskan cruise. I really, actually, really, really want to do it. Do you want to do it summer or winter? In the summer, I think, because, well, I mean, or in the fall. Here's why. Because, ideally, you do the cruise, it starts in Vancouver or Seattle. So I get to, you know, maybe stop and see some of our closest friends. I love Vancouver or Victoria. I'd like to kind of tack on, you know, if you go up Vancouver Island, you can often see a lot of whales in the in the fall months. So if you just kind of work your way up and then you go Heather's up to Alaska. Heather's making funny hand motions. Not <laughs> yeah, that you guys can like, see, but she's swerving <laughs> her hand all around. So if you just kind of go up around Vancouver Island, you'll see some whales. I I just think it would be a trip of a lifetime. I mean, just something that people put on their bucket list. They save up for it. It just seems to me like a grand adventure. And honestly, I think I've seen some bloggers who have children and have gone on this cruise and said really good things about it. So I even think that's something that Wit would enjoy doing. Maybe, that is true. A pretty, a pretty easy trip all told with a, with a kid, I would think, because you're on a cruise, they're taking care of you, you get to see stuff, but yeah. you're not you know, going out 
beating down a path trying to figure everything out. Yeah. So it just seems like one of those trips that, you know, maybe with a family is a little bit easier because stuff's planned out for you. You're just on the boat. Then you go off and you do these excursions. And I don't know. We've never done a cruise. I really want to do a cruise. And what better way to do one than somewhere really cool like Alaska? Surprising to me that Alaska's higher on your list than Hawaii. But well, I've I've had Hawaii on my list longer. Okay. It's, again, my list is very fluid. Even though like I'm going up towards a number one, it's kind of just my feeling right now of what I sure. most want. Whereas all of these places are really high of places right. I want to visit. We would not be upset do. if we found ourselves in any of these places in 2019, no. which is the point of the list. And believe it or not, it's if you guys are listening, you probably feel the same way as us. Let us know. You could tweet us at Pack of Peanuts um, if you feel this way it was hard whittling us down to nine. Like yep. I had to stop looking at Google Maps. <laughs> I had to stop reading. I had to say, these are my nine right now. I'm not sure. even thinking about uh, anything else because if I do, that's going to find its way on a list and we would literally just spend all day, every day making lists and never actually hit record. Mm-hmm. So my number four, again, one of these places I've wanted to go for a little while, but fell off my radar and out of my mind a bit and now has just be re- been rekindled. And this was only two two days ago. Okay. I read an <laughs> two email. Two days ago. I read an email from World Nomads, which is the travel insurance we recommend. You can go extrapackofpeanuts.com slash world nomads if you're looking for travel insurance. Um, and they send out emails, which is what I love about this company. It's not just travel insurance, but they create content. And someone wrote something about hiking. Uh, his name's Tim Neville. He wrote about hiking in Albania. And I thought, oh, cool, like Albania. I've always wanted to know more about Albania. don't know much about it. Right. And here's what he wrote, like the opening paragraph or one of the opening paragraphs. The country roars with spectacular mountains, twinkling coasts, and charming villages where locals are so thrilled to have a foreigner among them, it can be difficult to buy your own beer. Restaurants reek of roast peppers and barbecued goat. Imagine the splendor of the Italian coast or the majesty of the Swiss Alps, but at a fraction of the cost with a fraction of the tourists. And I'm like, okay, well, cheap or free beer, spectacular mountains, twinkling coasts, charming villages, not many tourists, and like the Swiss Alps or like the Italian coast. Okay, this is so funny because when I was looking at Google Maps before this podcast and I picked Cyprus, I almost picked Albania, but I have known a little bit more about Cyprus, have heard about it. It's an island, so I just thought automatically I would like it more. I don't that doesn't mean I would like it more than Albania, but that's so funny because I almost put Albania. I Let's here, go. Here's the cool thing about Albania too. We talk about parts of the world Everyone knows I love the Balkans. We love the Balkans. <laughs> yep. We've not even scratched the surface, really. We've spent time in Croatia. We've been over to Sarajevo, but we barely touched Montenegro. We've never been to Albania. That's just a part of the world I want to spend more time in. And I think Albania is the most primed mm-hmm. of, of those places that are the, under the radar to, to start exploding because it has coast and beaches sure. and things like that. Um, and for everything that Tim just wrote that I just read to you. So I want to try to get to Albania sooner rather than later. Um, and if you're in Albania, we pop up to Montenegro. Well, here's the Come thing. On. This rolls right in, into my number three. I don't mean to cut you off, but my number three is Montenegro. So if Perfect. we did, a, you know, a, a bang dual, bang. a bang bang trip, Montenegro and Albania, that sounds perfect to me, honestly, because we spent one beautiful day in Montenegro and it was not enough because the country is absolutely stunning. We only went to Coder. We had an epic travel day there where we hiked up, you know, the little mountain behind the the little village of Coder. And it's just stunning. We drove through some of that country on the way from Croatia. It's like if, if you it's haven't beautiful. been to Montenegro, it's like what I imagined Norway would be like. And then we went to Norway and it's very similar in that you have these mountains coming right down to the water. So you have the coastline of of Croatia, and then you all of a sudden you hit Montenegro, and you have these like big inlets and fjords. It's completely different coastline, which is fascinating because they're right next to each other. Yeah, it's that's. I think it might be my favorite part of the world, that little area of Croatia, because Croatia is my favorite country. Right. And then maybe I can talk Heather into three Montenegro, months there. And like honestly, I would love to go to Albania. So okay, I'm sold. <laughs> All right, sweet. That was easy. Um, maybe three months in the Balkans. Can I get you to write sure, a dry yeah. erase marker on the 2020, 2020 calendar? Because that is, and it's an area of the world that's pretty easy to explore. 
the road systems are, are decent. You can get in between stuff. There's big cities. Like mm-hmm. we didn't mention that, but uh, Tirana and Albania. And then, of course, you have the, the cities in Croatia, Belgrade and Serbia, which I really, really want to see. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, why not do a couple months yeah. and really... And when I was looking at the map of Europe, I mean, we love Western Europe, but we've been to almost every country. And I was kind of like, I don't want to put any of those on my list because we've kind of been there and done that. I still love those places. Actually, not true. I do have one on my list. Never mind. Sorry. Whoops. But anyway, (laughs) anyway, for the most part, yes, that part of kind of Eastern Europe, touching the Middle East a little bit just sounds right. really cool and exciting. Dry erase it. In. I'd say pencil it in. Dry eraser marker it in 2020, three months in the Balkans. Here we go. What's your number three? My number three is not anywhere near the Balkans. We're, we're going far afield now, and that is to the tiny little country of Bhutan. Bhutan. And Bhutan has been on, I think was on the list two years ago. Bhutan has a very interesting way to deal with tourism, which I appreciate. And even though it's not super frugal, I think it's well worth it to keep the country, you know, at bay, uh, mass tourism at bay in the country. And that is in order to go to Bhutan, you have to go through a tour company that is run by the government. So there are, you know, which sounds like, oh, this is this is like going to North Korea. It's actually completely the opposite. They'll let you see whatever you want. The reason they do it is so that there isn't an influx of tourism and that they can control the tourism to keep their country beautiful, which is great. So it's $250 per person per day. That covers everything, lodging, accommodations, food, you know, any permits you need, everything you need is covered in it. So the neat thing about Bhutan is you're seeing something that is very remote, very, uh, you know, unlike almost anywhere else in the world, a super hidden gem wrapped up in there um, in the mountains and with a way of life that still persists. But it's also not that hard. I mean, it might be a little more expensive than we would normally spend, but it's not hard to do. You like pay your money, you get there, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're like, all right, things are taken care sure. of. So like you talked about with the cruise, it's I like that, that in between, like, hey, someone's going to take care of us. Someone's going to answer every question I have because we'll be with a tour guide. There will be a myriad of which, questions. Sure. And so, again, I hope that they continue this type of thing, but I'm a little worried that if they do open up to independent travel and you don't have to pay the $250 per person per day, it, it will change the country as a whole. Sure. So I kind of want to get there now and do that. And then if it does open up, then go back and see what it's like, you know, when it's different. Cool. My number two is a place you mentioned, and we are going there very shortly. That is Medellin, Colombia. It's a place that has been on Trav's list for as long as I can remember. It's kind of like my Morocco. It's Trav's Trav's Morocco is Medellin. He's always wanted to go there. We've been reading some amazing things about the city, just how great it is, how the food is really awesome. The architecture is amazing. There's lots of other travelers there. It's kind of like a very hot spot for digital nomads and all of that. Weather's great. The, weather's the city great. of eternal spring. Eternal spring. So while it doesn't have... The beach life, because it's in the mountains, I think that there's still a lot of really cool things to see there. And because it's a city, I don't really have a lot of cities on my list. And we do like exploring cities. I I like I tend to like beaches a little bit more. But, you know, we went to Budapest and we, we've gone to a lot of cities. And having a city trip is kind of fun. I agree. Lots and of things to do. We are planning is to go to Cartagena first and spend about seven to 10 days there on the coast. So we'll get our beach time in, fly to Medellin, spend about seven to day, 10 days in Medellin, and then you know go go from there, maybe, maybe a few trips from either one of those places, day trips. But I think that'll give us a nice, very general overview of an awesome country of Colombia. But we will see you know, the city that everyone loves in Medellin, and then, of course, the coast and the beaches as well. So, yeah, sure. super excited. It was an honorable mention because we're going there. You know, not super fresh and new because I'm already, like, looking ahead. Sure. But I can't wait to actually be there. My number two, again, talking about a place that I want to get to before it really blows up, but it might be getting there already because it was just voted number one by Lonely Planet for best countries to visit in 2019. And that, to me, is not it's cool but it's not a good thing because now it's people know about it sri lanka oh i totally forgot about sri lanka sri lanka was on my 
list of places to go for, for the, winter. the winter when we did yes. that podcast. Right, which came out a couple months ago. Yeah, and, it and was I honestly... The, what was at the very top oh, of both yeah. our lists? So you probably just thought, I okay. I just forgot about it, honestly. Okay. Yes, of course, Sri Lanka. I mean, Sri Lanka, from anything I've read from friends who've been there or, or other travelers, just a fantastic place. You get that tropical mm-hmm. beach life. It's got a culture all its own. It's not too difficult to get to i mean it's it's far for us but it's not too remote mm-hmm. you can fly into Col- uh the main city there the capital city colombo um yeah it's small enough that i think you could you know spend some time there and get a really good feel for it plus talk about adding stuff on one of the places that we've never been because it's been crazy expensive is the maldives oh yeah and i just read as well that the maldives is getting pretty hot when it comes to independent travel because inst- there are a lot of locally owned guest houses popping up because people want to go there, but it's always been, hey, $800 a night, $1,000 a night resorts. So there's a lot of locally owned guest houses that are popping up and it's becoming much more on the independent traveler's radar. By independent, basically, I mean someone who doesn't want to spend an arm and a leg to, to travel through there. What Maldives- about a hand and a foot? It's like two fingers, okay. right? Like people, like one guy I was reading said you could do them all these on about $90 per day for accommodation and food, which is very reasonable. Now that, you know, obviously could, could spend $900 a day too. Um, but the Maldives is right there. So we go to Sri Lanka. It's like, well, yeah, we, might we as go well just to the Maldives. Why not? But Sri Lanka hits all the things that we want. Um, again, not on our 2019 calendar, but I think we should hop on it for 2020. The buzz will still be there, but I don't think it's grown too much yet. So Sri Lanka. Okay. I can't believe I forgot all about Sri Lanka, but I'm glad it's very high on your list. My number one is part of Western Europe, which I forgot because even though it's part of Italy, I think of it kind of as its own thing. Corsica? No, because we've been to Corsica and I loved it. And that's actually part of France. But Sardinia Sardinia is right right below Corsica. And I, I mean, we went to Corsica. It... I say this about a lot of places, but it really was one of my favorite places. And we were in Majorca last year, or actually this year, in May of this year. And just kind of those, all of those islands there, off of Spain, off of France, and off of Italy, are yeah, the just Mediterranean magical vibe. places. They're so magical. And I think that Sardinia is a little similar to Corsica, but it's bigger. So there's a lot more. more. Rugged. It's more rugged. There's more to explore. I just think I would absolutely love it. And it's what, my, going to islands is honestly one of my favorite things to do. When we were in Majorca, I was just astounded by the beauty. We went to some cool beaches, like you drive around. So it has all those things that I like about, you know, visiting a small city because in Majorca, we went to um, Palma, which is a beautiful city. Yeah, and I wish we could have spent It's quite more a big city, actually, in Majorca, Palma. And we did a road trip. So you have all of those things about travel that I love, kind of exploring off the beaten path on a road trip on these curvy, curvy roads, and then seeing beautiful beaches, and then having a little bit of city life all tied in. And it feels more manageable because it's an island. So I don't know. I just like that whole idea of being... On an island. On an island. <laughs> yeah, on an island with beaches. And, and you can't go anywhere else. You can't just like hop over to another country because you can, but you have to get on a flight or a long boat ride. So it hems you in. So it bit. hems you in and hems Travis in. It's like we're going to Majorca. We're staying there for 10 days. You're not going to, you know, five other countries or five other places. So I mentioned that. Sardinia was more rugged than Corsica. I actually think Corsica is more rugged. Corsica more mountainous. Sardinia is a little lower, but um, like lower lands. But yeah, Sardinia. I mean, you you put out some really really good ones on this list. I we actually debated when we went to Mallorca this year. The other option we were looking at was Sardinia. I completely forgot, but we were debating between Mallorca and Sardinia. Same. Uh, again, same type of vibe. You're in the Mediterranean, mm-hmm. but you have plenty to do. It's not just beaches. There's towns. Yeah. yeah I mean, I mean, it just, so maybe, even if you just Google search some images, so many beautiful things pop up and just these quintessential, you know, kind of medieval looking coastal. And the food. I mean, cities. you're between oh. France and Italy. Yes, you're going to get awesome food yeah. in Sardinia. Yeah. So 
We'll do the Balkans and then we'll do Sardinia. <laughs> three months in the Balkans and maybe three months island hopping through the Mediterranean. Sure. Cyprus, Why Sardinia. Not? Yeah. Let's wine do it. not. Why not? <laughs> wine not. Because it'll be a good wine too. My number one is about as far from oh, an boy. island type okay. experience as you you could probably get in the world. That is the stands. In Central Asia. They are about as landlocked as you're going to get. They are nothing like an laid back island experience. Mm -hmm. But to me, this is, it is actually far and away my number one. Like when I made this list, everything else was hard to organize. I am not surprised. This was my number one and it wasn't even close. I want to hit Central Asia. Obviously, we've never been to this part of the world at all. The closest we got was going to Georgia, and everyone knows it's my favorite country. And And it was a similar experience where you're off the beaten path, and you're exploring stuff that, that a lot of other travelers don't get to, but you're getting these authentic, amazing travel experiences and seeing such, such incredible beauty. And I think the stands are just... Can a, you be more specific for people? You just keep saying sure. the stands. Okay. Not everybody knows the sure. stands so, as well so, and intimately as you do. I, I don't know them that <laughs> intimately. That's why I've been doing a bit of research. And I'll give you kind of like, I w- actually looked up a dummy's guide to the stands. Like what I wanted was like a three sentence quip of so, each stand. Kazakhstan. So we're talking about Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, and Turkmenistan, Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan, Tajikistan. Uh, Tajikistan, 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 and and uh, Afghanistan and Pakistan are not really considered part of those. They're they're a little separate. So you got these five stands in the middle of Central Asia, and uh, going to all of them would be very very difficult um, because they're they're big. I mean, <laughs> so let me just give you a little bit. I'm not gonna. Like you can find your own dummy's guide to the stands, but that's exactly what I googled. And I found some really great resources because I wanted like Cliff Notes version of each one because I didn't know much about them. I just knew they were where they were. Um, so you have Uzbekistan, which is a lot of the Silk Road went through there. So you have some fantastic cities of the Silk Road, which would be fun in its own right. You have Turkmenistan, which was is up until actually last week. My buddy Francis Tapon sent me a message about this. He said, I'm really interested in Turkmenistan because it's super hard to get into. It's mm-hmm. it's very hard to get a visa. It's like going to North Korea or Eritrea, like very difficult to get into. They've relaxed that a little bit. But Turkmenistan, interesting because it's it's pretty closed off to outside influences. Kazakhstan is huge. This is what you're thinking of as like the, the grasslands, like the steppe. Okay. It's the ninth biggest country in the world. It's wow. the only country. It's right below... Argentina, Argent- Argentina, I don't know, <laughs> Argentina, but the only countries bigger than it are like Brazil, America, sure. China, Russia, like these huge ones. So Kazakhstan's a huge, amazing country with tons of grassland and just open plains. And then um, you have Kyrgyzstan, which I'll give you two little clips here. Francis, my buddy, Francis Tapon, coming back on the podcast. And this guy is great for giving quips about countries. He called it the Italy of the stands. And he said it <laughs> Wait, was... Wait, what did people say about Georgia? What's that? Also the Italy of... Well, I, yeah, the... I mean, I think they're saying the Italy because they're saying it's the most tourist-friendly okay. and, and scenic, but obviously it's of the stands. So it's like, well, yes, it's tourist-friendly, but compared to places like Turkmenistan, which are closed off. So Kyrgyzstan, I think, is the one that is... I would say the most touristed and the most well-known. Hmm. Um, and it also is called by Hostel World, the superstar Stan among travelers. Ooh. So I think what I would do if I get to take this trip, I would start with Kyrgyzstan and Kazakhstan. And and that would probably be enough. I mean, you spent two, three weeks there. Obviously, I'd want to see the rest. Uh, Tajikistan, you can, there's a road that you can drive between Kyrgyzstan and Tajikistan, which I think we'd go to because it's supposed to be one of the most beautiful roads in the world through the mountains. Um, so, yeah, but I mean... You're literally buzzing with energy right now. I want to go to the stands. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> it's like, it's exactly how I felt about going to Georgia before I went. And now that we, I felt that way about Georgia and then we went and we had such a great experience. I can't see why this wouldn't be a similar type thing where you come back just saying, man... Yeah. This is amazing. A lot of people haven't seen this, but it's it's worth like every penny and every, you know, tough like obstacle that might stand in your way to actually getting here. Um, and again, not not too difficult to get to. I mean, there have big cities. 
Tashkent is a big city that you can easily fly sure. into. It's yeah. just further away f- for most people. So the stands. The stands. Woo! That not, was that was quite the sell, Trav. I feel like everyone's going to want to go to the stands now. Well, I want to go. I, I originally planned on going this August, but I don't know if it's going to happen. We'll have to see. Um, but it's high on my list. And the World Nomad Games, which it kind of gave Kyrgyzstan this buzz and the stands in general, which uh, they just had their third one happen in 2018. So like lots of people picked it up. Washington Post, New York Times, right. stuff like that. 2020, they do it every two years. It's happening again, except it's happening in Turkey. So uh, not actually in the stands. Okay, end Stan rant. <laughs> I want to go to the stands. Uh, it's very clear. And I think everyone else will also want to go to the stands after hearing that. So there you guys have it. That is our top 18 places to go in 2019. Whoop, whoop. Running the gamut from yes, very New Mexico <laughs> to Hawaii to the stands to Sri Varied Lanka. information. Very eclectic places there. Let us know what is on your wish list for 2019. Where do you want to go? You could tweet us at Pack of Peanuts. Also follow us on Instagram at Pack of Peanuts at Heather Sherry. To be honest, Heather, you're basically running both Instagram accounts. <laughs> that is this correct. <laughs> uh, so follow us there. Continue to engage with us. We love, love, love that. So at Pack of Peanuts at Heather Sherry on Instagram. Also, don't forget, you can get all the show notes to this show or any other show at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash shows. Also. (laughs) Also, also. Also, also. We talked about the fact that we got $338 tickets round trip to Heth's favorite place in the world. So we can go to Plitvice Lakes now. We got $338 tickets to Croatia from Philadelphia through our new app, Jetto. So if you don't have that, you can download it totally for free, Jetto, J-E-T-T-O. And it's giving everyone Wanderlust, actually, because my sister Julie has it, obviously, and she got a notification for flights to Iceland. Yeah, for $233. She actually texted me, hey, why don't we go to Iceland? I'm like, why are you saying that? And then she sent me a screenshot of Jetto. (laughs) I thought, that's cool. Someone else is using this app. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people using it. So check it out, Jetto. And don't forget, we are going to be rocking with a new podcast pretty soon. So if you have a question, any travel hacking question about miles and points, you can go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash ask, submit your question. We're recording those as we speak. So we'll be launching that very, very soon. It's going to be called Ask Epop. So those, if you've got travel hacking questions, let us know at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash ask. Don't forget... Last two things are two sponsors, Bluffworks and Tortuga Backpacks. If you're looking to get an awesome gift for the holidays, for yourself or someone else, you can go to tortugabackpacks.com. Use the promo code EPOP. That's E-P-O-P. Also works for Bluffworks. You can E-pop. go to bluffworks.com. Yeah, EPOP E-P-O-P. on both of those. And it'll give you 10% off anything you order there. Thank you guys for listening today. Always a super fun episode, Heath, right? I'm yeah. a little sad that it's, it's over because I want to keep looking at maps. <laughs> I know. It's so fun to plan this and research new interesting places and even other areas of places we've been to. So thank you guys for listening. Let us know where you want to go. And until next time. Happy free travels. I'll show you Paris.